You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach, Andrea LaRosa, and my co-host and producer, Kanan John Dewey. Hey, so welcome back, listeners. We are so happy that you are sticking with us. We've had our ups and downs. I feel like we've had our days where we feel like the recordings are going well, and then days where we're like questioning it. So, you know, Kanan and I are new to doing this together. He's had a podcast for a while, but as a team, we're new. So we do appreciate you guys sticking in there with us. Um, Yeah. We do love hearing from you. So please, please reach out to us in some way or another, either through the website or social media, but we do like hearing from you guys. And we love that you're here with us today to talk about um, love and faith in a way. Yeah. Yeah. What's your experience? Okay. So I grew up in... In a, in a household where my mother was a reverend, my dad, even though he was a cop, he he was Christian, I believe. And he went he a uh, security at a Baptist church every Sunday, so I was very I was always involved with the church. I was an altar boy for from the time I was maybe five or six to uh, I believe fourteen, fifteen. I decided not to do it anymore. I was just I was just not into. It. I was even thinking I was going to become a a reverend or a deacon at one point. I was an usher at the church. I was very involved with the church growing up. And then I got out of it because I just, it didn't align with who I am or whatever. And then as I started to date and becoming openly gay, especially being black, you know, where a big part of our community is faith-based. And a lot of times growing up or even like getting my first job and whatnot, I had female friends that were also African-American. This is, I'm not negging anyone, but you know, a lot of them were, you know, faith-based. So a lot, I would get invited to churches all the time. And then when I would even start to date guys that were uh, of the same race as me, a lot of them were religious. And that always put an interesting lens over our relationship while we were getting along together and we're having fun, we're loving each other. There was always this thing in the back of our head, like, oh, this isn't right. You know, this is against the Bible. You know, we're sinning, right? And then they'll, be, they'll get like really involved in like church or, or, or praise or something like that in order to feel better about what we're doing together. So for me, I am a spiritual person but because of my experiences being a young black kid, gay kid in a predominantly black church and then dating men that were mostly Christian or, or very religious, it's, cha- it's kind of changed my mind about dating people who are faith-based. Granted, my husband now is a devout Catholic, heavily <laughs> involved in the church. So it seems like I can't get away from it. I guess maybe it's my name. I don't know. What has been your experience with faith and dating? Um, you know, I grew up in a Catholic family. I went to Catholic school as a child. <laughs> I did too for one year. So, okay. <laughs> um, and it was fine. Like we went to church. I, I learned a lot from going to church about myself um, as a child. And, you know, I, I have nothing against 
the church itself. In fact, I go with my mom still on major holidays only. <laughs> That's all she gets yeah. from me. Yeah. What's, what, what was it for you? Is it Christmas, Easter? Yep. <laughs> uh, New Year's for me. He likes to go Ooh. to midnight. Yeah, he likes to do the mid. I think it's, or is it Christmas, New Year's, Christmas Eve? We go Christmas Eve, I bet. Uh, I think you're that's right. the big one. Yeah. Okay. I think you're absolutely right. So she most definitely gets Christmas Eve from me. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, being a Catholic as a child and growing up and watching my mom kind of shift and change her belief system over the years, she still goes to church. She still believes in the Catholic church. Um, I got really heavy into learning about all different religions when I went to college. I wanted to know everything about Hinduism and Buddhism and Judaism. And wow. so I really focused learning about all of these other religions. And I feel like in my dating life, in like my 20s and 30s, I just aged myself, but <laughs> yeah. um, I feel I'm like up there too. <laughs> having those experiences really helped me to be open and understanding to whoever I was dating at the time. So I didn't have to just date another Catholic or Christian. I was open to date anyone of any belief. Um, and now I'm more spiritual than I am religious. And so I'm open to that. I'm really understanding that if my partner has a very strong religious belief, well, that's great. I'm glad you have that faith because faith is important. But if you're going to demand I go to church with you, yeah. that might be another story. That's where it gets a little tricky. I always um, touch base with my husband every so often to say, hey, does it mean something to you that I'm not going to church with you? Um, he says no. He, and, and I, and I and it's important to me to ask him that because I don't ever want him to feel like he's alone in any situation. Like if he really wants me to like go somewhere or like to a party or anything, but we're talking about church though, I will go. It's just, I prefer not to. And he hasn't held that against me and I don't think he will, but it it does sit in the back of my head sometimes, you know, Um, now that he's a part of this, this, the gay Alliance group at his church and they're doing meetings. Like they have something going on tonight from like four to 8 PM you know, he's being very, he's getting very involved in um, helping the, his church more specifically become more inclusive, I guess you would that's say. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's what's pushing him. So, I mean, that's fine. I support him 110%. I always make jokes. What's next? You're going to run for mayor or something like that. But um, <laughs> anything's possible. And I'm, because I did the same thing you did, which is study different religions and whatnot. I even had a point where I was almost into Scientology, but we're not going to go into that. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, (laughs) but, uh, it does, it has helped me be more open and not, I wouldn't say accepting, but just more open to different kinds of people. And it, it actually adds a little bit of magic and wonder to life because when you're getting to know someone who is Hindu or Buddhist or Catholic or Christian or Mormon, you learn about different ways other people are living their lives. And it just holds up kind of a mirror to yourself and say, hmm, I never thought about it that way. I mean, I don't want to become a Mormon, but I appreciate you sharing your values with me. It makes me think about how I'm looking at life and how I'm um, communicating with other people. 
Yeah. When it comes to an intimate relationship, understanding their faith and understanding their religious background, if their religion is very important to them, then the more you understand it, the more that you do to learn about their belief system, Mm -hmm. the stronger your relationship will be. I'm not saying you have to become involved in it. If someone is Christian, it doesn't mean you have to become Christian, but the better understanding you have, because this is what happens. You know, when I first started doing this work as a coach, I read a lot of books and I realized quite a few of the books out there were coming from a faith-based perspective. Mm -hmm. And so those will often say, you know, they're written usually towards women for a female audience. And they'll say things like, wait three months before you sleep with him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, make sure your man does X, Y, and Z before you give it up and like do this and that. And it's like, well, I read a lot of other books that disagree with that. And Mm -hmm. I personally have you know, experience with clients and with friends and family, I've seen it to where it's like, Mm. well, it's not always accurate, but it occurred to me that the author was heavily rooted in their Christian beliefs. And so if you can understand that about someone you're interested in or potential partner, then you have kind of like this leg up Mm -hmm. on, okay, you know what? I really like this person. I want this to work, but if I understand where they're coming from, as far as their faith, Mm -hmm. then we can work through this. Even if I don't share in the same religious beliefs. Yeah. But I mean, that being said, there are some religions like, uh, Judaism, I believe where, unless you're more of a, uh, I forget what they consider as a more of a contemporary Jewish person. If you're traditional, you have to be, both partners have to be of Jewish faith to Mm -hmm. to get married. So there is that. So, but I do like what you're saying. I I notice a lot with books, um, even self-help books about business and finance, when you start to like read through them, a lot of them mention God and, you know, with, with your faith in what may happen and consistent hard work, you'll get anything you want in life. But a lot of them do circle back to God and some form of faith base to keep people motivated to move along. Speaking of all of that, I wanted, I invited a friend of mine from high school to talk today. She is a faith-based, self-published um, motivational speaker as well, Nicole Sweeney. Uh, I remember, I haven't spoken to her honestly in maybe, I'm going to say it, 15 years plus, I don't know. But I've been watching her online and she posts a lot of motivational messages about not allowing her to like take control of your life. And she, she even, I've heard in her pocket, she motivates people to just not allow things to hold them back in life. And I thought she might be a great person to have on the show today because I, I know even in her book that she self-published, um, she mentions, the character mentions faith a lot. And I think that's very interesting to talk about. And I would love to, to have her on. It should be on just any moment. But I would love to have her on to just talk about how important it is when it comes to love because she, she's she's. She has, she's faith-based. That, I mean, I've said it like three times before. I hope I'm not like 
being a no, broken yeah, broken. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's nice to hear a different perspective because you and I are more spiritual based, and yeah. she is very faith based, and yeah. she is um, an advocate for women to be empowered through their belief systems. So yeah, it's a very different, like we're all here for the same reason. We want to empower people and Mm -hmm. advocate for themselves and just watch people grow and become stronger humans. Yeah. But she takes it from a different perspective, from a little slightly different angle. And so it's nice to bring someone on who has that different perspective and who can, talk about it from the religious side of it. In fact, she is here and we're going to go ahead and let her in. Oh my God. Let's. Hey, Nicole, it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, Andrea. You I am... look amazing, Nicole. I haven't Thank seen you in you. so long. Oh my Thank gosh. You. you look amazing too, Kanan. Oh my God. Let me tell you that this eighth grade glow up is real, right? Right. <laughs> we have been doing our thing. And I we have. You we have. look amazing. I'm Dre. I'm so sorry. I just like completely <laughs> took over the show. And it's just like. <laughs> You have been, we were just talking about you actually. Okay. That you have been, I love your marketing. Thank you. I love your message. I love the impact. You consider yourself a motivational speaker now, correct? Yes, I do. Actually, I do. Yes. Yes. Because I I see some of your messages and it's always like, you know, don't let things hold you down, you know, keep going, uh, empower yourself. And I think that coupled with how happy you seem all the time and the bright colors you use. Every time I see you pop up on my my timeline, I'm like, oh, my God. You know what? That's not going to stop me. I can keep going. If she's saying it, then I can do it. I love it. I love your website. Like, Thank you. I'm looking at it like literally right now, and I'm just like, where'd she get that skirt? Where'd she get that outfit? Damn, this girl looks like baller in these outfits. Like, yeah. just, wow. Yeah, Thank you guys beautiful. so much. I need to keep you guys in my back pocket every day because the energy <laughs> I'm feeling is just so amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you're, you. You're welcome. We wanted to have you on because our show today, we were talking about. Because I read your book and I noticed your character journey. And many of the characters in your book are faith-based. They have a very strong belief in God. And and we wanted to talk to you about, if we can, about love and faith-based. Because I know it's tricky sometimes to find love or even when you're in a situation and then you're, you're getting to know them for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's been some time, and then you learn, like, oh, he or she is not as uh, religious as I thought, or they're too much more than I expected, or yeah. I don't know what's going on. I think they might be a con artist. I'm not sure anymore. Mm-hmm. But there's, all of that's out there. Yeah. So, and I like that your message a lot of times is really figuring out what you want and empowering yourself. Mm-hmm. And not letting the the hurt that happens in life stop you. So that being said, how do you think someone who is faith-based navigates this world today and find love? Wow, that's such a good question. It's a lot of different elements. And I think one of the things that individuals in the faith-based community cannot forget is 
I would say the fundamental elements of just being in a relationship and doing relationship because sometimes not to, you know, bad talk the church or anything, but we tend to over-spiritualize everything, including relationships. And so one of the things that I learned and what I hope my message is in my book is to really take time to get to know individuals, right? And knowing exactly who you're dealing with. But before all that, let me, let me back up for a moment. I think it's important for us to really know who we are as individuals, yes, right? Because we go into relationships thinking mm-hmm. we know what we want, yeah. having this expectation of this individual thinking that they can feel our hurt, our pain, our void, when in actuality, it isn't the other person. It's truly God who can fill that void. And so being able to be okay with being single for a while and figuring out and discovering yourself, I think is probably one of the most important things when it comes to faith-based Relation, any relationships, any yeah. any love, romantic relationships, because we um, we bring a lot to the table when we are in relationships. And so, when you're talking about childhood trauma, things you've gone through in previous relationships, you bring all of that to the table. So, in order to have healthy relationships, you really do have to understand who you are, understand your scars, the things mm-hmm. you've been through. And really do the work to heal those areas so you're not looking to other individuals to fill those voids in that trauma. Yes. So that's right. That's what I think. Yeah, that's where a lot of relationships go wrong is they are not healing themselves and they have nothing to give to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking for someone else to fill it. Yeah. And you can't do both. You can't give to yourself in a relationship and give to another person in a relationship at the same time like that. Like you have to heal your own wounds first and then you can be in a healthy relationship. I love that. Love, love, love that. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about some of the inspiration for your book. Where did that all come from? So I always wanted to write a book for about, I would say maybe for the past 10 years. I love writing. I love reading. And I'm very much into the arts. And so doing something in the area of writing and getting a message out, it was something I always wanted to do. 10 years ago, I actually sat down and started writing on my laptop, but nothing came out. Like I would just literally just sit there, type a couple of words, and then nothing else had come out of that. Uh, writer's block. Uh, right, writer's yeah. block. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. And so it was April of 2020 last year, a month into the pandemic. I'm working from home and there are different things around the house that I started to do since I had the time, right? So one of my closets, and I think everybody has a junk closet. So one of my closets is it was extremely junky. So I was like, Nicole, take time to go through your closet and clean this closet. So as I'm going through my closet, I'm finding old pictures from the eighth grade. Canon, Canon and I went to school together in middle school. Yeah, all the way through high school. <laughs> yeah, in high school. And Canon, I don't know if you remember this, but in the eighth grade, I used to be a huge fan of, of Daddy Sean Cole. 
I yeah. loved him. Like I had to. I remember. For <laughs> <laughs> so my birthday, Kanan actually got me this picture frame, this beautiful glass mirror picture frame, and it had pictures of Puff Daddy in it, and it was it was like the best birthday gift a friend a best friend could ever give me do you remember that yes i remember that gorgeous frame <laughs> and that as soon as i saw it i was like oh this is going to nicole i don't know if my mother was happy about that in hindsight because i think I... <laughs> anyway I, I basically took that for my mother to give to you <laughs> but yes i remember so, it was so gorgeous yes like it was frame, beautiful pictures yeah. of him in it yeah oh my god that i will never forget that gift but I was going through things and I was finding all of these pictures and like, you know, um, pictures and, and letters from just way, way back in the day. And I'm just like, you know, feeling very nostalgic. And so in one of the envelopes, um, one of the boxes, I found an envelope. And in this envelope was a letter from my mom that she had written me when I was 10 years old. And I was away at camp because she was just, you know, saying, I hope you're having a good time. I want you to just have fun. See you soon, love, mom. And this letter means so much because my mom has been, you know, going for, it'll be 20 years in October, September rather. And so I read this letter and of course I get emotional. And that letter re-sparked my interest to start writing. So, Aww. right? Isn't yeah. it like amazing how just things work? And I, I totally forgot I had this letter. And I found the letter. And then a week later, this young lady I follow on Facebook, she is a writer. She's an author. She's published over 10 books. She sends out this email to everybody saying she's starting this new writing program. Come join her writing program if you have a desire to write a book. I'm like, okay, let me just see what this is about. So I reach out to her. We have a consultation meeting. I tell her my personal story. Um, and the, my book is inspired by a true story. So I tell her my story and I register for her program. And nine months after being in her program, I finished writing my first fiction novel. And so that is how all of that got started during the pandemic, during the pandemic. I, I had not planned on doing it at all. Really? Hey, the pandemic worked out for a lot of people, you know? A lot of people like me. <laughs> I'm thinking you were doing all that for a minute because the way you un you rolled out your marketing, I was like, oh, she must have been planning this for like a year or two or something. Wow. No. no. That is very empowered, actually, because I think there's a lot of people out there yeah. who sit on their dreams and their ambitions mm. because mm -hmm. they're afraid of, like for now, there's this chatter a lot lately, especially in today's world, where women, some women, I can't make it blanket, but some women feel that it's harder to find a partner if they start to become successful, if they start mm. to go after their ambitions, if they start to put out those projects that they've always wanted to do. Yeah. Have, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know it takes a lot of guts to push something out there. Yeah, that's such a, I think that's such an excellent point. And I think many women probably do feel that way, but I feel like when you are operating in your purpose and what you are called to do, mm -hmm. and you are truly living out what God has destined you to do, that's when you find the right person that fits into what you're, you're called to do. So in other words, you don't 
settle for just anybody. You have higher standards. You are more, I guess, more, what's the word? You're just more protective over your purpose and your goals. And you're just not going to just be with anybody because you know what you have to do. And if that person doesn't match your dopeness, then they can't really, I you know. I love that. If they don't match your dopeness, if they don't get a t-shirt. <laughs> if they don't match your dopeness, they can't, they can't journey with you. Yeah. They can't journey with you. And so I say to women, if you have a goal or, you know, a purpose that is, is on your life, I say do it and God will take care of the rest. Yeah. I agree. That will take you yeah. out of It's and so I- funny because so often I meet women who are like, yeah, I know what I want. I know who I am and I know what I'm going after. And then they go through like my program and they're like, oh my God, I had no idea who I was. <laughs> and so I'm curious, like how, what are your thoughts about like how faith can play a role in women finding themselves? That's an excellent question. I think for me, my biggest thing that helped me to just really discover who I was and get into the realm of being and operating in my purpose was community. I find that being among other people who are like-minded or who are a little further ahead of me, mm-hmm. they can provide me the wisdom, the guidance, and the tools to be able to get me to that place because that so on true. my own, I don't know it. Like, you know, I... Like I said, I started writing my book 15 years, tried to write my book 10 years ago, but it wasn't until I got into a community with someone who knew more than me, who knew the ropes, who could guide me along. And it was then that I was able to, you know, make my book manifest. And so I think community, right community, because some communities exactly right. All communities aren't healthy or positive or productive communities, but being in right community with individuals to help you get to that place, I think is probably the most important. And I'm sure, Andrea, the women in your your community is, is helpful because like you said, they are discovering things about them that they didn't know on their own. It was them being a part of a community or having someone to lead them to that place. So community, I think is very important. We underestimate it sometimes. That is a great point because community, it needs to uplift you. And I see so often that women will surround, and I keep saying women, men do this too, but I see it more with women. Well, when they're hurt and they're in a dark place, they'll sometimes surround themselves by other women who are in that same space, dark space. And it is hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get out of that and to find a new community to, to make that leap into another community that will uplift you. And so I do think that having a solid uh, footing in some kind of faith, any kind of faith, but just something will really help lift you out of that. And I wanted to ask you, Nicole, you, you were talking about community. I know for some people, including myself, we, we go away from religion sometimes because we feel like religion is not for me. I would like to say, and I don't know if you agree with me, sometimes you also have to search within your religion for the right church that fits you, the right family that fits you. Because just because I've seen it, just because um, a church is labeled, we are this religion does not mean that that's the best church for you to go to. So I think even with within being faith-based, just so people don't end up um, thinking that 
this isn't real, this doesn't work for me. It also comes to find the, the right community where you feel like you fit and you can be yourself and you feel empowered. Do you agree or do you feel that you have to stay with the same church forever? No, I totally agree with that 100%. And just because it's a faith-based community, that doesn't mean it's the right community for you. So you're absolutely right, Cannon. You have to find the right church, the right people mm-hmm. that are going to empower you, right? So it it is, and I talk a little bit about it in my book and the story of Journey. She was at a church where she had belonged to since, you know, her childhood. And yeah. she goes through all this, tumultual events with, you know, a young man she's dating in the church, right? Mm -hmm. And so she (laughs) discovered that at some point that this isn't the right space for her anymore. And that was just a season that she was a part of. And it's okay to transition. It's okay to move on to another church that does fit your spiritual needs. And you're absolutely right. You are not obligated to stay within a faith-based community because it's a faith-based community. It has to meet your needs as well. I will say I loved the relationship between uh, Papa Black and Mama Black. Like I, even though you had everything going on with Journey and Chase, yeah, I did like that they had this solid foundation of family with the two parents yeah. and everything that they went through to keep the family afloat. So I, I like that you showed that about the Black family, how no matter what happens, in some families, the father and the mother do whatever they have to to survive yeah. for the kids and, yeah. and for themselves and yeah. not leave such trauma. Speaking of trauma, do you feel that, okay, what are some of the best ways do you think someone can get over trauma and get back out there? Because I know in a church, you know, people are there, they're, they're seeking answers, they're seeking something and sometimes we're single at church and yes, we are. but we're still dealing with our trauma so how does mm-hmm. someone get past that and over not overlook it but push through that to still be able to find a potential partner like what are your thoughts on that that's a really good question I think one of the most underrated things that we can do with addressing trauma is acknowledging it like yes. a lot of times we stuff things, we cover it, we act like it's not there, we push it back in the back of our heads, and we don't really take the time to sit in that trauma and feel those feelings because it's uncomfortable. Like nobody wants to acknowledge their hurt, their wounds, their trauma, the things, the bad things that happened to them, the bad decisions that they've made. Nobody wants to be in that space. But I think when you acknowledge it, that is one of the first steps with being able to start the healing process with addressing your trauma, not only acknowledgement, but I think therapy (laughs) is probably one of the most important things. Like we, we shy away from it. It's kind of taboo. And, you know, I know in the African-American community it's definitely taboo, Um, but going to therapy, having someone who has an objective viewpoint who doesn't know all the ins and outs of the story or the doesn't situation. Doesn't know your whole family. Right, doesn't yeah. know your whole family. <laughs> like the pastor. Like the, exactly, yeah. like the pastor yeah. who can really help you walk you through what happened and give you the tools to de-escalate those trigger points that you have 
when a situation comes up again, because we all have trigger points yeah. and, you know, I think it's just important to know how to de-escalate them yeah. when you are doing relationships, when you are doing, you know, business opportunities and networking opportunities and trying to, you know, create um, partnerships with, with individuals, but being able to um, de-escalate those triggers and then, you know, continuing the work because I feel like healing isn't a one-time thing. It's an ongoing process. You have to keep working at it because, you know, those triggers will come back 10 years later, 20 years later, like, oh, wow, I thought I dealt with this, but now I have the tools and the skills on how to handle the situation and how to de-escalate those feelings. Yeah. You know, on that note, I hear so many times people lose faith, right? They experience hurt over and over and over again. And, you know, they kind of start to question their faith. They question God. They question their religious beliefs. They question their spirituality. So I I wonder how does someone maintain or reestablish their faith mm. after they've been hurt so many times? Do you have thoughts about that? That is such a good question. And I think a lot of individuals experience that in, in faith-based communities. And so I think one of the things, because I've, like I said, I personally have experienced, you know, that hurt in the ch- church, church or faith-based community. And I had to really just refocus my relationship on my personal relationship with God, right? And not so much put an emphasis on what, what they did to me wasn't right. It hurt me. So acknowledging that, but not allowing that to taint my relationship with God because there is a difference, right? Humans are humans. People are people. They say, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And so I really, (laughs) yeah, I really had to go through a season where I didn't stay bitter because those feelings that come, I was bitter. I was, I was angry. I was hurt. Yeah, like, why didn't you defend me or why weren't you there for me? And so not putting so much, I had to learn not to focus my energy on what they did to me and what they didn't do for me, but really just like refocus my relationship with God and how, you know, he was able to help me heal and, and, and bring other individuals into my life that helped me on this journey because not everyone is out to get you or, exactly. you know, hurt you. That's so re, yeah, refocusing, you know, it's yeah. like I had to rewire my brain to think that. And I agree, I agree with you 110% about rewiring because I think there is a conditioning that does happen in our society, regardless mm-hmm. of what faith you follow, regardless of where you live, where you're born. If you're in a community from the time that you were a child growing up, you are conditioned by the overall message and mindset and thoughts that are passed among the elders yes. and then among the teens and then among so it, it's a spiral almost yeah i want to say thank you so much for sharing your voice today sharing your story sharing your your empowering message because i think and i i think and i know that when you empower yourself and you go after what you want, you will get the love that you desire because then That's you right. have standards. I think a lot of us don't yes. 
get the kind of things we want or the partners we want because we set our standards way too low or we don't have mm-hmm. any standards at all or we just yeah. take whatever we can get because I w- I just want to be in love. Yes. I'm going to take this guy that's going to slap me across the face and then yes. tell me he loves me when he's done. But yeah. I like that your message is, no, don't do that. Empower mm-hmm. yourself, um, enrich yourself. And then once you do that, then you will attract the people that are right yes. for you and yeah. have faith and whatever that faith is, Love it, live it, and don't let other humans who are going through their own trauma taint your beauty. And I love that about your message. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. And your website, NicoleSweeney.org. Yes. Yeah. Will you be doing any speeches in the future? Because like, what's going on? Like, how can people, like, tell us a little bit more. Well, I'm waiting for Oprah to call me. I'm okay. joking. <laughs> <laughs> She's a listener. She'll call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. But um, I, you know, I do my weekly podcast. I will definitely let you guys know when I do have speaking engagements. At a, at right now, the focus is my podcast, but I'm definitely open to speak speaking in larger platforms. And so just waiting for that season to come. But yeah, I, I'm Yes, thank you, yes. thank you. Yes. Um, but yeah, my my weekly podcast focused on my book. I've been focusing on. I know our listeners, most of our listeners, some of us, our listeners follow us on YouTube, and we do usually post up like a quick little four minute thing so they can see you there. But for our listeners out there who cannot see her right now, she has <laughs> an amazing energy to her. Um, she's positive. She's uplifting. Like you're going to want to see her when she starts hosting a speaking engagements. Yeah. And I will <laughs> say you. this. What I, think, I was, I was playing around with a thought one day. Cause you know, I see your things pop up. I love how you never, ever, ever wear the same outfit or hairstyle <laughs> in every scene. I'm like, wait, not one. She has the same pair of earrings or hairstyle or I love the attention to detail that you have. Oh, thank That's you. Awesome. I I love fashion. I love jewelry. I love you clothes. You still so do. I always I remember do. that about you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. It's been a yes. pleasure yes. speaking with you guys. I do thank you for the opportunity as well. And we appreciate you being here with us because we're really hoping that maybe you've really touched the hearts of some of our listeners. Yes. You know, we do have faith-based listeners. And while Kanan and I have talked about how we're a little bit more spiritual, it's still faith. Yes. It's absolutely. still having faith, you know, yeah. having faith that, you know, we have the strength to move forward, um, having faith that we can heal from our mm-hmm. hurt and we can become better people. So thank you so, so much for being here with us. We really appreciate you. And to our listeners out there, thank you for listening to us yet again. And we appreciate you following us and hanging in there with us. So until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast, where dating doesn't just stop because you're in a relationship. To have a happy and healthy relationship, we need to continue to put in the effort. For more information and a free consultation from me, please visit andrealarosacoaching.com. Until next time.